0: Every day at America's Card Room, players just like you are scoring big in record time with Jackpot Poker. Jackpot Poker is a super-fast three-player online poker set-and-go. You pick the buy-in, and after all three players are seated, we randomly pick the jackpot. Yep, just three players. No more, no less. And for most jackpot poker tournaments, it's winner take all. Imagine turning a $40 buy-in into the ultimate $100,000 game of poker. Anything could happen with jackpot poker. Play it now at America's Card Room.
1: Okay, welcome to Ask Alex episode 92 on the OneOuter.com podcast. Sponsored by America'sCardRoom.com. If you want 27% rate back from America'sCardRoom.com... Simply sign up for your account by clicking on one of the adverts on the OneOuter.com website. Follow us on Twitter at OneOuter.com and join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash OneOuter. This episode and all other previous episodes are on the OneOuter.com website and via iTunes for free. If you want to send questions in for Alex on a future show, then please email questions at OneOuter.com. Or tweet them, or you can post them in the Facebook group as well. Alex, we're back for ninety-two after you had a quick ten-minute break there. If that—that's how hard we're working. <laughs> um, nothing much more has happened since then. I'm assuming you've not fit in any like no. uh, horror films and that, any shorts, like some four-minute short. You could have watched the trailer in the time though. Yeah, but. I I, I, w- I went
2: <laughs> skydiving and I actually watched an existentialist poetry slam on my uh, <laughs> on YouTube on the way down. No, uh, my assistant got here and people are waking up, so there's six people in my house now, and there's three dogs and one dead bird in my uh, in my trash can, which um, right. I had to confiscate.
1: And, and if you've not listened to the previous episode. That is, like, in birds, Scotland, we call girls birds. So yeah. it's not a dead female. <laughs> it is, uh, you know, it's an animal. It is an animal. They say, so, that, uh, they say that
2: sometimes in the States. It's not as big. Well, it the yeah. funniest thing in the States is they said, you know, when you get wifed up, that means, like, you get married, right? But yeah. it, there it just means, like, the, the girl's got your balls in a jar, right? Like, it just, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't mean, like, you... Uh, doesn't it mean like the guy and the girl are pretty much like they they're, they're pretty much about to be married is what it seems like right wow. yeah so like well in battle rap always give the guy a hard time like in british battle rapper uh the united kingdom battle rap they like always give the guy a really hard time like if he's pretty much like that with some chick who kind of showed up at a show right like they have to give him like oh you you wiped up a group groupie chick right i'm like man all these guys are getting married dude this is horrible <laughs> like they're like 19 <laughs> years old man they're probably gonna break up in six months right and then yeah uh i was talking to my boy uh from Scotland. And he was like no alex that's not what it means and i was like oh <laughs> oops <laughs> like, but
1: yeah not not a whole lot's going on here i don't know what is there to talk about well, what we can talk about then, rather than the previous week, we can talk about the next week, because yeah. I, rem- I remember recently, I either got an email, or, no, it was on Twitter, and I saw, you're doing another free something or other, a free webinar. Oh, yes, think, but, but.
2: yes, uh, probably by the time this is airing, it'll be all over, <laughs> so
1: it's, oh, right. it's
2: right. Uh, uh, well, oh crap, I probably should have brought it up the last time, well, we can put it in the show notes, right, but yeah, anyway, uh yeah, I'm doing another one. Uh it's gonna be out uh it's gonna it, it's gonna be about defending the blinds a lot. Uh real comprehensive guide to it, just really discussing a lot of that stuff. There's gonna be a free webinar, all that stuff. But yeah, that's kind of a – that's in the past now. We've, trapp- yeah, we've that's, traveled. We've traveled
1: in time it's, it's traveling in time yeah, that's like, what
2: it feels Did like. you did you see those dumbasses online going there was a time traveler at the Mike Tyson fight? Did you see this? Oh uh, there was some guy's holding up like a camcorder that looks a little futuristic and they think it's a cell phone, right? Like some guy online like looked it up. He was like, it's this exact camcorder, <laughs> right? And they show a picture of it and it's exactly that. But there's still like, still like people doing the flat earth theory, you know what I mean? I just yeah. – like I mean like when people aren't helping out with their commu- – you know who doesn't believe conspiracy theories? Chinese people. You know why? Because they're too busy filling in potholes on their block, you know what I mean? They're caring about their communities, right? White people, like, just don't do crap for their communities, and they got all this free time to watch YouTube and smoke their, like, spice, and they come up with all this random crap, right? And it's like, oh, my God, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, upcoming weeks, I don't know. What's going on? Uh, We got the one webinar. Uh, My mom's coming down here for a little while, probably. Uh, Just going to be chilling. Uh, When she's here, I'm probably going to try to you know, chill a little bit more and just kind of hang out with her. And then uh, that's kind of the cool thing about the webinars, man. Like I'm kind of obsessive when I do want to work and I can kind of like work 80, uh, 90 hours one week, like putting together a webinar, putting it on, presenting it and all that. And then I got, I kind of get paid for the next couple of weeks that way. And it's, a, it always kind of frustrated me to like the one-to-one lessons, you know what I mean? Because it's like no matter how hard you work that hour, it's one person, right? And it's like, now I can reach like 45, 50 people and like, you know, every, you know, like 50 people get five hours of coaching from me, you know, that's 250 hours. Right. And it's like, do you know, that would have taken me 250 days to do that uh, normally, yeah. you know what I mean? And then, you know, I can obviously for the convenience, I can make it a lot cheaper. And it's just, it's yeah. really cool because I can do a webinar and then I can, you know, hang out with my mom for a week or two, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm really looking at I'm telling my wife we gotta travel. You can do this cool thing, Barry. You go to kayak. dot com, and uh, I asked my assistant to make me a coffee. It sounds pretty complex. It's uh, sorry. sorry, I was just hearing multiple glasses and it's, maybe maybe he's getting me a shot with it. Anyway, you know, breaking my sobriety. And uh, actually, I broke my sobriety at the event last night. I went to grab my wife's uh, uh, water, and it turned out to be her uh, vodka. So I took a sip before I knew what was oh. up. Gracias, Vic. Fe- and uh
1: this is your intervention yeah this is <laughs> intervention.
2: it was my intervention tasted nasty dude when you don't drink alcohol for like 5 years it just tastes horrible it's like why do people drink this right uh but yeah anyway uh yeah, yeah i was telling you can do this thing on kayak where it's like you enter your like home airport right and uh it'll just tell you trips throughout the year that they found that are just super cheap right And it's, like, Uh insane. Like, I I looked it up from Costa Rica. And, like, Costa Rica is the nut worst when it comes to, like, international travel, right? Because, like, literally to go to Panama, one country over, it's, like, $400, right? Because there's all these taxes to get out of Costa Rica. There's all these Mm -hmm. taxes to get into other countries. I looked it up, and it was like, hey, you could go to Guatemala for $115. You could go to Anchorage, Alaska for $600. I was like, what? Right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, because... My, my city, like the city I was born in and where most of my family still is, Kodiak, Alaska, like that, that's a, you know, that's a puddle jumper away from Anchorage, right? But the biggest problem is it always cost me $2,000, $2,500 to get up to Anchorage, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh my God. And it was like $450 to get to Barcelona, and stuff like that. And I was like, what? Right. You know, like 480. Yeah. And, and, you know, you look it up and obviously sometimes it's a computer that generates it. So sometimes the itineraries are hilarious. It's like, you could spend a, a brisk 61 days in Argentina, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it'll be $370, right? And uh, there's other times it's like, uh, yeah, you could spend one day and three quarters hours. Like, like you know what I mean? I mean, uh, it's like,
1: and I'm some like, of them are ridiculous. I've yeah. seen that myself when I was looking for trips to China from uh, you Scotland. Said it was like, oh, that looks good. A uh, China? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're looking and you're like, shit. Oh, that's a good flight. Look at the price of that, and then you look in the, you expand it, and it's like thirty one hour stopover in like Abu Dhabi or something. You're like, ah, oh, no. Uh, yeah, like no thanks.
2: Yeah. It's the, the funny thing when I was a kid is I was so loose aggressive with. Uh, my my like airplane purchasing was like if I found a flight I found a flight one time from uh, fr- uh, Nice France to uh, nice, uh, nice France uh, to uh, Malta right but it was literally three tickets throughout Italy so it was like literally I fly to one spot in Italy fly to another spot spot fly to another spot and then fly to Malta and it was like eighty one euros or something right for that itinerary and then. But the guy was like, "You're gonna spend 27 hours in an airport." And I was like, "I got a laptop and I got internet, right? And I can play online poker." And then they they were like, "Okay." Like, I mean, I didn't say that, but I was like, "I'm all I'll, I'll be all right, right?" And then yeah. Anyway, it was a uh, these days obviously with the wife, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> like, but uh, it, it's I'm telling my wife like, you know, I mean, right now like with these airfare things, you know what I mean? You can look up and then. You know, it's like four hundred and fifty bucks till I get to like Madrid, right? And then you look up like Airbnb. You can rent like a condo in the city for like sixty bucks a night, right? You might end up spending like a thousand, thousand five hundred, or let's say two thousand if you eat out like a king, right? For like an international vacation for two people, like I mean, to, to like another continent, like that's crazy. And I'm just, yeah, and I'm just saying like we got to do these webinars. I gotta like, I gotta, I'm gonna trick out these webinars. I'm gonna work my ass off now i'm gonna take like weeks off at a time you know what i mean to play more poker and to like travel man i gotta i'm looking at my like facebook memories and it's like hey remember when you were in egypt and hey remember i'm like man i gotta travel more and like not for poker you know what i mean i hate traveling for poker you know like oh my god the bahamas is so beautiful all right into this dark cave of a card room and uh you know i'm just gonna sit here with guys looking really angry at me for seven days and uh yeah i don't know i'm uh I'm happy, man. Life is is here. Life is good. Let's answer some questions before I don't want to do so in four minutes.
1: Yeah, (laughs) let's get into them. Uh, Okay, the first one is from Douglas. Uh, Love it in the podcast, people. Keep up the great work. Okay, my question is on long-term goals. What are some serious, realistic, long-term goals an average MTT grinder like myself can have? I struggle to set long-term goals with MTTs. And sometimes feel like I'm just grinding to hit volume goals, FPPs or similar, and build the bankroll. Any ideas?
2: The biggest problem I see most people do is they 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 play poker to make money. Now that sounds ridiculous, right? Because obviously we all want to make money, but uh, every time I play poker, like when I was younger, I just played poker because it was a it was an escape, right? Like I I didn't feel all that good about myself to be honest. I I it's kind of, you know, a lot of people do this, like, oh, you got to have self-esteem. It was like, no, 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 it was very good for me to feel terrible about myself, right? Because I needed to change my life. And I had to change who I was, right? I was like, oh, no girl will date me. And then, you know, fortunately, I had some good friends. It's like, nobody will date you because you're an asshole, right? Like, and you're just not a nice person. And you're not very considerate, right? And it was like, you know, I was doing a typical teenage crap, like, oh I'm a loser. Uh, it was like, it was really pronounced, because like, you know, like Seattle's pretty affluent, you know what I mean? And I was like, I seem like the one dude who wasn't going to college. Right. And, you know, th- no, no chick respects you at 19 when you're playing cards for a living in some like dump apartment. Right. And, uh, but poker was this escape and I played just for the love of the game. And then like in one year I was like, I was running out of apartments in Seoul and Malta and in, in Seattle and, like, just hopping around them playing MTTs. And I was like, how the hell did this happen? It was because I loved it. But then I had a bag. was like, you got to make money. And then that made me make some decisions I didn't really like making, right? So I started, you know, I played tournaments I wasn't comfortable with, right? I played hours I wasn't really comfortable with. Once it became, like, a job, I had, like, a like, $100,000 down. Strike. now I got out of it, right, in, like, a couple of weeks. But it was definitely... Uh, It was not a good time, you know, uh, during those times. So it was like, uh, then when I started playing for fun again, it really, things like started, I mean, not for fun, but like if we went down to the park, one of the hardest things for people who play chess for fun is like going down to the park and like finding a guy that's about equal to them. You know what I mean? If you're stomping everybody's ass, that's fun for like a little while until nobody wants to play you for money, right? And if you're getting uh, everybody knocking you down, right, that's not a good time either. Uh, So if you find somebody who's, like, really equal to you in a competitive level, uh, that's really nice as well. Uh, But at the same time, you might, like, pay for that opportunity. You know what I mean? You might pay $10, $20 to rent, like, the spot or, like, go go somewhere to do that. And a lot of people do pay for, like, private clubs, right, Uh, so they can play chess. So it ends up being... What you end up wanting to do, uh, it, in poker is really cool because like if you get good at this game, you could actually make money at it, right? And uh, but the thing is, you can move to a level where you feel comfortable at any time, right? And uh, it, you don't have to play for high stakes just because some most of the guys that play high stakes they're just kind of. I I mean, there's a real survivorship bias in poker. Nine guys out of ten that play those super high rollers really shouldn't be playing them, you know, Uh, and and high rollers and, like, even, like, the 10Ks. There's a lot of guys in 10Ks. I'm like, you have no business being in a 10K tournament. I don't care that your friend has money. He's going to regret this. And then, you know, if that guy wins money, you know, it's like, well, I guess this confirms he was a great player. I'm like, no, the homeboy lucked out, you know. This might be the worst thing that ever happened to him, right? Because now he's going to think he's a great player. And, you like, what do you mean I can't play the 25K, bruh? I just won this tournament, right? And, like, it, it, that, you know, you definitely got some game, but, like, you should be playing the games you feel comfortable with, right? You should be playing the hours you feel comfortable with. So a lot of times that doesn't mean professional poker, right? Uh, I, I would never wish anybody – well, like, I, I've had, like, the greatest life – of anyone I know my age, right? But at the same time, it was terrifying when I was a kid playing with a gun to my head, like make money or like, hey, you ain't got a home. You know, like good luck, homie. You know, and then uh, you might have to go back, work security or whatever, right? That wasn't a good time, right? I wouldn't wish that on a lot of people. So I would say like play the games. Your, Your goal is to get better every single day. That's your big thing. And the way you get better every single day is you watch like a concept video, right? So you watch like Matthew Janda, you watch like concept videos from uh, Ape Styles. So you watch, uh, there's a lot of concept videos on other uh, websites other than card runners, although I'm not going to name them. Uh, actually, well, I mean, a lot of them are dated anyway, so I, I, don't, I don't even know if my recommendations would be that good. But like, like I watch when I want to expand my game, I watch Matthew Jonda, right? And like I listen to the quality of his arguments, and most of the time they're pretty they're pretty good. There's sometimes I disagree with him pretty heartily, but that's because I have my own research, right? So you gotta like watch something with like a concept, you have to test it yourself. And I don't mean like going out into the field and testing it. I mean like using Cardrunners ZV or Flopzilla or something like that, and just see if it like holds water for you, right? And uh, Versus, you know, a lot of times he's talking about like optimal ranges or something like that. A lot of people like get my videos and they're like, I watch them, and then I'm like, Well, you watch them, but you're not applying it, dude. Like, you gotta watch it once to like get the feeling, then you gotta watch like ten minutes a day. You like, you watch like ten, fifteen minutes, you make like a sticky note and you try to apply it that day. Uh, they do this thing where it's like you play twenty. Uh, excuse me, you pay. They do this thing. You play ten thousand hours, or you do something for ten thousand hours, or you're a master. That's BS. Uh, everybody knows somebody who's been driving their entire life who's absolutely horrible, right? And there's a, there's a thing where it's got to be like purposeful practice, you know what I mean? Uh, and everybody discusses this. And I, I think it, it really should be an intoxicant, like the thinking of practice. You know what I mean? It shows how little, uh, like pra- it, practice like literally expands your mind, right? There's a process called neurogenesis that your brain starts losing 5% of its brain mass every 10 years after the age of 30. But your brain can actually not only stave off that loss, but actually grow. This is why you talk to a lot of guys like in finance who just love what they do, and they're 96 years old, and when you're talking to them, they sound just like you or me, you know what I mean? And then there's also doctors that are like 55 years old that looks like, look like they're wheezing their way to cardiac arrest. Right. That's because they haven't just, even though their job is demanding, they're, they're just not learning anything day in and day out. Right. So like learning is just like taking your vitamins. It's a bit, it's a very big deal. So you gotta, and I find like the more neural connections you make through other parts of life, like the more you learn about other, like one, one, one friend of mine, like he was a, we were having a party at my house and uh, they turned on Samba music or some God awful form of music. I hate. Right. And then uh, he was really surprised that my wife is like, you got to dance with me. And I just, anything in life, you got to own it. Whatever, whatever you're asked to do something, you must own it. You have no other choice. Right. Like to me, that's like the definition of life. If you find yourself in a terrible comedy, you have two choices at a movie theater. Right. You can either sit there and go, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks for an hour and 45 minutes, or you can get into it. You can start laughing at every horrible joke and get your buddies into it and eventually get everybody into it, right? You got to own it, you know? When you go to a show, you got to own it. You got to be having fun with it. And then uh, uh, essentially, uh, I was telling my buddy, he was like, why would you be doing this? I'm like, dude, I'm in my house right now and somebody's playing samba music. If I could learn something from it, uh, that's going to create like some kind of connecting tissue in my mind and it'll help me expand my mind. And it's like, by the way, what else am I going to do right now? You know, like slowly walk out of it like it's a mosh pit and hope nobody shoves me back in. Like that's not going to work, right? So it's like it, wherever you're at, you should be trying to learn more from that. Or like when you meet people... I'm always amazed, like in airplanes, like when I, I meet people, uh, like, or I hear conversations, like the young people, like, uh, up to like 24 year olds are the world's best at. they will not ask a single question of the person, uh, next to them. It will just be like, I, 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 I. And it's like, you're not being interviewed for like TMZ. You know what I mean? Like you haven't done anything in life. This person right next to you is a 48 year old psychiatrist or something this person could probably teach you a whole lot more. I, I, I could know for a fact if you just talk about stuff you're talking about right now, you're not going to learn anything new. And, like, they don't even want to hear anybody's input. You know what I mean? So I the big thing, I think, would be, like, you got to establish a lot of you guys are in your 20s. Like, in your 20s, you're not. They do this thing where it's, like, you got to have your life figured out. That's BS. In your 20s, you should be working a lot. And, I mean, like, you've got to be working a lot, right? You should be, like, not crapping out kids, uh, you should be, like, trying to stay healthy, you know what I mean? Because that increases the number of uh, lottery tickets you can purchase. You're essentially, you know, like, when you're a starting musician, uh, you got to take any lottery ticket you can because you don't know which one's the one that's going to win, right? Like, my wife's band, like, they got an offer to, like, uh, play metal at this, like, kind of, like, uh, th- this uh, this festival in the country, right? Now obviously this isn't the typical place they'd normally like to go and they're getting paid like twenty bucks or something, but I'm like, you gotta go. Right? Because you don't know who's gonna see you there, right? And you don't know like what you know, what concert that might lead to. And you don't know what that's gonna happen, right? Now obviously when you start putting on gigs at Carnegie Hall, you can turn down that gig, right? In fact, you'd be doing a real disservice to yourself if you took every gig because then your big gigs are gonna be really suboptimal and it's not really going to work out for you. So um, generally uh, I think when you're like in your twenties, you got to be taking a lot of lottery tickets. Now, the way you buy a lottery ticket in like online poker is you take, you know, that doesn't mean like, you know, put your entire bankroll on one sit and go. That means like, uh, you know, like 10%, 20% of your, you, you deal with a little more aggressive. If you can replenish the role a little bit faster uh, you, you can be a little more aggressive with it. Maybe you don't need 300 buy-ins for MTTs. You need like a hundred, right? Uh, when you're trying to, mi- now, once you get the bigger bankroll, you want to protect it a little bit more now. And also, uh, the, the way you buy lottery tickets is you keep learning new concepts and you see what works for you, what doesn't, right? And, uh, just because you don't like something the first day, doesn't mean it work, doesn't work for you, right? And, uh. The another way you like buy lottery ticks is you just invest a lot of time like uh you just invest a lot of time like learning, right? And you try to play a style that other people are not playing. Right now the popular style is just if you don't like the guy you just jam. Right? Like that's the popular style. And people think that's really brave. The really brave thing is the grinder sitting there at the end of the table, you don't really notice as much, seems to make a few aggressive moves, you think he has a hand or something, but he always seems to remain in there. That guy's the bravest dude to me because he gets, no accolades if he, he gets no accolades if he busts because people are like, you should have been more aggressive. And it's like, well, he's going against the grain. He's doing things his way. He's taking his shot his way, right? Uh-huh. And, uh, and just keep studying, keep playing. Don't try to hit those volume goals. Try to learn, you know what I mean? Like try to uh, – in the mastery thing, like you really want to feel like – at some point, the great thing about poker is the number of situations – uh, it, it it seems infinite, but the, certain ones come up more than others, right? So if you keep, like, you, if you w- decide, like, one day, I'm going to become the best at, like, learning how to continuation bet, right? I'm going to learn what every bet needs to achieve. I'm going to learn what uh, range needs to defend back at them, uh, what, what people should be check-raising with, all that stuff. I did that one time. It probably took me you know, like two weeks to learn all the software and everything. And then to like watch the pertinent videos. And of course I watched like 10 horrible ones before I found anything. Right. You guys don't have to do that. You can watch Matthew, John, or me. Uh, you, you can get the programs. And by the way, if you want to be on card runner CV or Flopzilla, write me at alexandpokeredwars.com. But you get the programs like back in the day, we'd have to do it all by hand. We had no idea who to watch. Everybody was selling BS. We had no idea what we were doing. Right. These days, you guys have none of those issues, right? I spent two weeks learning, like, everything I could about betting. I'm still teaching about that five years later because still nobody knows how to do it, right? <laughs> so people, people do this crap where they're like, poker's getting tougher, poker's getting tougher. Poker gets tougher when people can learn the basics. Like, poker got a whole lot tougher when they learned they're supposed to be shoving 16 big blinds. Got, poker got a whole lot tougher uh, when they started realizing they could raise fold from, like, 15 big blinds, Right? Uh, poker's not getting a whole lot tougher once you get to sea beds because that involves doing actual work, and most people don't want to do work. They want to they want to watch two two and a half men. Uh, they want to rip a bong load and they want to sit there at their crappy little desk. No, take the time. You know, invest. Take risks And to me, like a risk is like a risk to me is like I wipe down my desk every day before I play. Right? I wipe down. I, I disinfect. I take disinfectant. I wipe down my desk. It's a ritual. Right. Uh, I, you know, I meditate, I go over my notes and I get into it. And that to me is a risk because people, it, like, to me, it's not a risk. To me, it's like breathing, right? It's fine, right? I love it. But like, here's the thing. Everybody does this crap where it's like, it doesn't matter that I didn't succeed because I never really tried, right? I could not think of a more cowardly thing in the world to do than to say that, you know, because people do this thing in poker where it's like a law standard block, uh. You know what I mean? And, and something that's really weird to me at poker is, tell me if you've seen this, Barry, like the guys who stand up from their table and they walk over to their friend and they just kind of start laughing to start talking. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen this? Yeah. And this yeah. is a way to like show everybody like this means nothing to me. Right. I can skip hands. I can laugh at what everybody's doing. Right. And, uh, the other thing is, you know, uh, The other way you can uh, take it, you can, like, negate your risk, right, Uh, is just, like, to me, that's the bigger risk, right, to just say, like, I was never trying, I never put myself out there, right? The other one is to be, like, I swung for the fences, right? I, like, I took the biggest shot you could ever imagine, it just didn't work out. And it's, like, that's a great way to excuse yourself, because you can be, like, well, you know, six-bed jams typically don't work, but he went there, right? And he tried it, you know? But, like, to me, that's cowardly as well. That's like, well, it doesn't matter I failed because almost everybody would fail in my circumstance. No, there was a path through. You just decided not to take it because it was too damn hard, right? It was just too hard, and you didn't want to deal with that, right? And then there's also another thing I see new, In the old days, poker players like prize themselves on their arrogance. Right. And then, you know, certain guys I remember in poker videos, I would just be like, oh, Jesus, Lord, this is horrible. Right. And like I wasn't arrogant about it and people would make fun of me. It's like, why should you even be making training videos? Now it's super cool to beat yourself up. Right. Like everybody's so like, oh, my God, why did I do that? that's another way to excuse yourself. Like, yeah, I play terrible, but I hate myself for it. So it's okay. And it's like, no, the bigger risk is writing it down, shutting up. You know, this goes back to the Bible. It's like, I'm I'm sorry, I love the Bible, and I read it every day. But it's like, I I love there's so many things like Jesus Christ said that like, blow me away. It's like, he says, like, when when you're fasting, don't like walk through the streets, like, shuffling with your tattered robes to be like oh look at me i'm fasting comb your hair wash your face and walk proudly right then people will not people will treat you as such right you will endure your suffering alone and you will learn more from it because you're not getting any kind of satiation from it now that last part he didn't say right but uh like the just the beginning like wash your face Uh, comb your hair was his big thing. Right. And I was thinking like he knew who hipsters were going to be. He saw hipsters coming from a mile away. He knew (laughs) they were going to adopt his beard and his hair. And he hated it. Right. And like in people do this crap, like, oh, I'm such a terrible poker player. Or like, and it's like, yeah, dude, you know what I do? I write it down in my cell phone. I don't sit there pumping my chest telling you why it actually was a good play. I'm really likely to go nice hand because that kind of deflects it. If I can appreciate what you're doing, I can learn from it. If I just hate you because you beat me, I don't learn anything. It is much harder to admit a guy outplayed me. That is way harder, right? Like it is, but that is the risk I need to take because it's not much of a risk. It's the right thing to do. When a guy outplays you, it's just like, well, there you go, right? Good job. I gotta learn from this. And it's way harder to just write it down in your phone. And, you know, if you have an investor go like, this is what happened. I'll tell you, right? Not like change. Oh, this guy got so lucky. I don't know why he would have done that, right? It's about learning every day, making it kind of a personal mission for yourself, doing it for yourself. You cannot make money at poker every single day you play. You can. Learn more about life every time you play poker. You can learn how to be more patient, more deliberate. Learn how to practice deliberately. Learn how to master yourself and master the game at some time. So try to get that kind of value from it. Good luck to you.
1: Okay, and next question is from a regular listener and contributor of questions. It's from Riards. What's Riards? Uh, we have, hi, Alex. I have a question relating to icm miser and push-fold situations in general. One day, while working on my push-fold game by reviewing some hands, I noticed that icm miser lets you calculate Nash Equilibrium. After doing that, it alters the push-fold ranges for all positions considerably. From what I understand, the Nash ranges produced are for spots when opponents play exact same strategy, which I think in MTTs is quite unrealistic given the fact how many types of players we encounter when do you think is best to use the Nash equilibrium when working with ICMizer or is it necessary at all and is it better to just go with the standard chip EV calcs done by ICMizer regards Reacts? wow
2: that was cool it uh it rhymed man and uh <laughs> no i mean like it's really good to go through like all of them i mean this is kind of like the art of poker like to me this is where the art Is like the turn like the poker tournament has not been solved, right? There's a lot of attempts to solve it, there's a lot of different software out there. I think you really kind of have to soak it all up, right? And uh, generally, uh, what I've found is like it's really cool to see like when people are playing like optimally, like what should you be doing, right? And then you got to ask yourself, well, like if I adjust this, what does this do to my range, right? So, like uh, if people are calling you more. Obviously, you got to shove a little less. If people are shoving, a, folding a little tighter, typically, uh, then you can shove a little more. So it's valuable to know, like, Nash equilibrium, because nine times out of ten, people don't call you as much as they should, right? Uh, people are still very wary of that, uh, especially uh, it, people, have. It, I mean, it just doesn't, like, there's a lot of times, like, optimally, sh- you should be calling queen for suited versus a guy, right? But a lot of people are just like, I don't want to call with that because I feel so stupid when I call and the guy is King Jack, right? And the guy hits his king and it's like, well done there, jackass, right? And then uh, it's it's important to note all of this. Uh, generally, if there's not really much ICM consideration, so it's kind of as a shorthand, I use Chippy V, uh, a little closer to the payout jumps, I find it, it's worth it to take the time to like just put it through. I tend to adhere to some of the more pessimistic programs uh, i i tend to especially like poker stars is a tough cookie to crack and i mean if you look everybody's statistics are the worst on poker stars like take a look at my full tilt graph look up the assassinato and shark Cup on full tilt then take a look at my poker stars graph and uh, look at assassinato now if you put those two graphs together it's fine like i'm doing all right you know what i mean i'm uh the profit's still like half a million or whatever over like t- 20,000 tournaments or whatever it is but like You just look at my stars graph, it's like, Jesus, Lord, like, kill yourself, right? But, like, stars is a tough cookie to crack, because people play really close to optimally at, at, like, the higher stakes. Like, people play really well. Uh, If you go to, like, uh, America's Card Room, and you go to 888, or you go to Party Poker, or you go to Titan, or something like that, uh, people aren't playing all that well, right? So... I find I, I try to look at the programs and I take the most pessimistic answer. So it's like if every if if it cl- clears every program like them resources, ICMIZER, my own card runner ZV Calc, I run it right. If it's kind of like iffy on a couple, I'm like, well, that's it, right? Or if it's like really close, uh, I, I don't bother with it. I just I just don't work with it, right? But that's also because I have a lot more like post flop chops than a lot of other people, right? So I can afford to wait a couple seconds. If you don't know what you're doing, like, yeah, by all means, get into that raise, I mean, like that re-jam game, you know what I mean? That's definitely something you should be looking into. But, yeah, I tend to be a little more on the pessimistic side uh, on, as far as that stuff goes. And I, I think that's worked pretty well for me. That's a, I mean, we seem, to, we seem to get some decent final table like every other time I record uh, for, you know what I mean, for my channel. By the way, guys, I took like a week break. I was playing some scoop tournaments. I was going to record some in-the-money funishes. We had one in-the-money uh, that we put up there. I'm probably going to play some more tournaments there coming up. I had to take a few days to just kind of chill after doing test-year poker. That was kind of a whirlwind uh, getting that all together. That was, like, that was like two weeks soup to nuts, you know what I mean, like 18 days maybe. So it was like uh, and that, there was the trial webinar and all that stuff, which definitely got a lot of people Uh, checking it out so we had to work hard but yeah anyway uh, good luck to you man
1: okay and let's go for I mentioned it in the last episode Uh, Mika who sent in a question he had a few bonus questions he called them for uh, we could use in future shows so we're gonna let me just have a quick read of both of them to check if it's sort of overlapping with anything we've discussed Um, it's
2: coffee is molasses I mean it's like
1: uh petroleum (laughs) <laughs>
0: jesus
1: anyway let's go for this one all right uh, when to get coaching after a million hands after reading certain books after i am beaten 20 nl i had my lesson money earmarked but now i guess i'll just have to make do with alex's webinars <laughs> i totally respect alex's decision to quit one-on-one coaching given the reasons he gave us in the mail but i'm still sad to see him go who is Alex now sending his customers to?
2: I send them uh, to a friend of mine. He used to go by Uh He still does on the American sites. Uh, he, he used to be part of, like, that whole ship at Alibaba's crew. So, like, he came up with, like, Phil Galphon and Jonathan Little and all that. And this guy's one of the best, like, analysts of hands I know. And he works for a very fair price, right? Uh, his name's Mario. He's a very good player, right? And uh, I, se- I send people his way a lot of the time. Uh, I send people to Ape Styles if they're like going to like high-stakes games. I-, I can't think of like a better uh, player-slash-coach combo. Uh, and uh, generally, uh, those are the people I talk to. If they speak Spanish, I, I, uh, I send them to Javi- Javier Grant. Uh, he's a friend of mine. He goes by Grasket, He's a very good coach. I think he's probably uh, one of the best coaches working. Uh, in in Spanish, uh, because he he really kind of came up under my tutelage, and he was a very devoted student, and he really grasped the concepts, Uh, he also, he grasped like the life concepts as well, I was always like, dude, you got to find other hobbies, you got to save money, and you can't make this the be-all, end-all of your life, right, and he, uh, he took that to heart, he went and learned, he was like, I'm going to learn bass guitar, that's always been a dream of mine, and I'm going to, uh, I'm gonna go check out the bass. I'm gonna learn the bass, right? And he started like he hit up my friend El Misantropo, uh, and started learning how to, you know, he's a bassist, and he was like, oh man, show me. He was real humble, like show me how to, uh, show me how to play the bass, right? Show me the lessons that you you watch on YouTube and stuff like that. And he plays, you know what I mean? And he's into it, right? And he's, uh, I think, you know, he's got a he's got a girlfriend. He's real stable. He's doing he's doing great, you know. And he's a. So I think because he has such a presence of mind, like he's such a relaxed dude, I think he's a really good coach because he doesn't – especially he he speaks English uh, more or less fluently, right? Like I speak a lot of Spanish like with my Costa Rican friends. Like him – I just forget he speaks Spanish as his first language a lot of the time, right? But like he speaks English more or less fluently. But like my students who speak Spanish like first, I love him because he – He's very, uh, he's very fair. He's very open-minded. He'll listen to what you're saying, and then he'll gently correct you, which is a very big deal. There's a lot of coaches that seem to really get, a, get their jollies off of in, humiliating people, and he's not one of these guys, right? So, those guys are all great. Uh, if you guys still want private coaching, write into me. Kind of tell me a little bit about your situation, uh, how much money you're willing, you want to spend, your stakes, and I'll recommend you with one of my friends. I do not get a kickback from any of them. Uh, they've offered it. I, I didn't take it just because... I, I don't know. I just don't... I, I don't feel like that's fair. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Like, I guess it would be fair, but it's one of those things, like... I kind of like that they're actually helping people out, you know? So it, it, they're helping the people out that I can't help anymore. So, like, you know, the 20 bucks it would be nice, but, like, whatever. I don't care, right? And Well, it's one of those things, like... I don't want people thinking I have a financial interest. I just want to send them to the right people. You know what I mean? So, if I'm going to say that, I have to do that. So, yeah, that is my own decision. So, yeah, write into me at alexandpokeredrush.com. We'll try. Please don't write an essay. Uh, Like, a couple paragraphs is fine. But, like, uh, I I get, dude, I get like war and peace sometimes, right? Like, I just get get these people that write in these, like, 2,000, 3,000 word essays about their poker life. Which is, like, you know, that's cool, like, once we start working together and we start doing the webinars and all that stuff. But, like, just as an introduction, man, that's kind of like, whoa, bro, I got, you know, if 20 of y'all do that, I'm never going to finish my emails. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, but, yeah, give me a few details and, you know, I'll, uh, I'll link you up with one of my coaches. They're all, they're all great.
1: Okay, and since we've done these back-to-back, that's all the questions we have for today the other bonus question from mika is kind of related to one that you discussed at the start so we'll save that for a future show um do keep the questions coming in this is the last one we are going to record for a few weeks uh, but they will be every thursday uh, but just so you'll have plenty of time to get more questions in and for it to all catch up and for the question book to fill up for alex so do keep them coming in email questions at oneouter.com or post them on the Facebook group or tweet them to at dot com. That's at o n e o u t e r d o t c o m. Alex, how can people get in touch with you for all your webinars, etc.? And uh, what's the best way to find all that?
2: Uh, be sure to write me at alex at if you all want to talk about the webinar. If you guys want to get the webinars, we do have discounts going on right now, so be sure to write in and uh, you know just say what's up. Uh, check out poker Uh, that's kind of like my fun site. Like that's kind of my personal website and a lot of people love it. So I really appreciate all y'all writing me at writing to me to tell me enjoy it. Uh, sign up for the newsletter, uh, every Thursday, at least I send out free art- articles and stuff like that, or a free training video or something along those lines. So, uh, this week I'm sending out, I think it's like literally four, uh, tra- training articles, strategy articles. And, uh, it, that you know, those are always a good time, and you also get deals on my webinars, right, and uh, stuff like that. So uh, my my poodle's real excited. The show's ending. He's like, you're gonna, you're <laughs> yeah. gonna go play. Is, it a, is that
1: that we? Is that a parrot or a bird or that's something? A,
2: yeah, it's my my poodle. My poodle's been that way since he was real little. They call when we got him. They were like, what's his name? And they were like, Majo. And they were like, but he had an original name. I was like, what yeah. was that? And they said, Jerome, Which Jerome means crier in Spanish. Right. And I was like, Oh, good pick. You know? And like, sure enough, he like, you know, he, he does it in kind of a cute way sometimes. Like when I sleep more than eight hours, he gets worried about me. Like he legit starts panicking. Right. And Um, he's like, "Ah, you know, and then I'm like, all right, dude, I'm awake, God. Right. And then, uh, he also, but yeah, he also like right now, he's super excited because everybody's awake and he kind of cries out of happiness, which is kind of bizarre. Uh, but yeah, anyway, yeah, sign up for the newsletter at pokeredrush.com. PokerEdRush is a fun site. That's where you see all the uh, you see all the battle wraps, you see all like the book reviews, you see all the training videos, the uh, lifestyle blogs, uh, I mean the, tra- the, the, the strategy articles, all that good stuff. Uh, follow me on Twitter at the You can go through the timeline and find lots of goodies. Uh, check out my YouTube channel at Auto Coaching uh check me out on card runners use promo code freemont all capital letters to get two months access to two thousand plus videos for just thirty dollars uh yeah and uh yeah i think that's it i think that's about it you know check check out everything we have in the show notes here so you know whatever we're promoting that i couldn't see into the future uh about uh is going to be in the show notes be sure to check that out and america's card room sign up for america's card room i'll send you a free webinar uh, yeah, just tell me your email address and once we confirm that you deposited you get a free copy of you flat too much that's a check race fool di- dis- dissecting the dog better why Posegno is right So,
1: and just to clarify the podcast will be going out every Thursday night as usual it's just myself and Alex have uh, pre-recorded a lot of shows uh, so they're ready to go as I'm, I'm going away for it a little bit but I will be back and uh, we'll be recording more so do keep your questions coming in Thanks for listening, and until next show, cheers. Cheers.
0: Every day at America's Card Room, players just like you are scoring big in record time with Jackpot Poker. Jackpot Poker is a super-fast three-player online poker set-and-go. You pick the buy-in, and after all three players are seated, we randomly pick the jackpot. Yep, just three players. No more, no less. And for most jackpot poker tournaments, it's winner take all. Imagine turning a $40 buy-in into the ultimate $100,000 game of poker. Anything could happen with jackpot poker. Play it now at America's Card Room.